Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And we want to welcome everyone once again to the RF Sports Radio Show. Oh, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Uh, We want to welcome everybody back to the show. Uh, As you know, I am uh, your host, RF. I have my co-host, Royce, which we'll bring on the line here in just a second. Uh, Now, just to remind everyone, you can call in. Uh, We're definitely expecting a lot of call-ins today. So much to talk about with the NFL, the NBA. And, of course, we've got to talk about the Cowboys, the 0-2 Cowboys. So I know we got a lot of people uh, ready to call in about that. The call-in number is uh, 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. You can call and listen, or you can call and voice your opinion. Uh, we welcome all callers, all questions. You can also catch us online at blogtalkradio.com uh, slash rfsports. It's blogtalkradio.com slash RF Sports. And of course you can catch us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio uh is our tagline on Twitter. So you guys can definitely follow us, catch updates on the show, and see some of the people that we talk to and get some of our inside information from. Uh so without further ado, we're gonna get the show started. I know this man's got a lot to talk about, especially about the Cowboys. I know he's gonna kill me today. So I'm gonna bring on my co host real quick. Uh Royce you there. What? What's happening? How you <laughs> Cowboy fans? <laughs> well, How's it going, Rodney? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Now, I know we're going to get into plenty of Cowboys today. And you oh, told yeah. me this could happen. You told me we could be having a show today about them being 0-2. And, and lo, lo and behold, I guess you were right once again. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I guess you were definitely right once again. Well, Rodney, I'm looking at 0 and 3 now. Oh, uh, we ain't gonna get there yet. We ain't gonna go that far yet. We're gonna, we're gonna spend a whole discussion about the Cowboys. Our Cowboys roundtable is gonna start up about 10 o'clock uh, tonight. We'll be going through uh, a lot of the plays, a lot of the um, injuries that may have taken place in the game, and go over the whole uh, game against the Bears, which they lost 27-20. So we're gonna go into all that and review the whole NFL into a lot of sports stories and getting some all kinds of stuff. So, Royce, I'm going to give you the floor real quick. What do you want to talk about first? You want to get straight into the NFL? You want to get into college sports? Well, I want to talk uh, about the NFL. I the know Jets. you want to talk about the NFL. The one-on-one <laughs> one Jets. Uh, Sunday, Mark Sanchez became a man. I mean, he played his butt off. He played brilliantly. He beat Tom Brady. And the Patriots, uh, the first game, they were, they didn't let him throw the ball. They limited his, uh, down the field throwing. And, uh, Sunday, he became a man. He grew up. I also want to give a shout out to, uh, San Francisco. What a hell of a game last night. Yeah, they still came up kind of short, even though they did play a hell of a game. You're right about that. 
Like, touching back on what you said about the Jets, and I think the main thing that happened in that Jets game is you saw them finally open up the playbook, finally Sanchez throw the ball. I think in the first uh, quarter, uh, they didn't have any uh, yards, and now I would say you saw a big explosion from the Jets once they took the handcuffs off and let Sanchez finally throw the ball downfield. And I think that was the biggest uh, thing about the game. Of course, the Jets defense did show up and uh, picked out Brady a couple of times, too. Right, and he outplayed Tom Brady. He just pretty outplayed him. Hell of a game. That's a big statement for a second-year quarterback to come in and outplay a three-time Super Bowl champion like Tom Brady. But you know how I feel about the Patriots. So uh, win against the Patriots, I don't care who does it. It could be um, the 49ers, the Jets, it could be the Cowboys, whoever. I'm going to root for a win against the Patriots. You already know how biased I am about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not a Patriot lover. We know that. No, no. I also no. want to give a shout-out to Alex Smith, uh, Monday Night Game. He became a man, too. San Francisco was just a fraction of a half off from winning that game last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. We're going to definitely get in a whole lot more NFL talk, uh, more a little bit of everything. We want to also give a special shout-out to all those that are on Twitter right now sending your questions. Uh, your comments. Uh, matter of fact, Royce, we just got a Twitter from 085, Mr. Ocho Cinco, say he's uh, listening to the show. So we want to thank Ocho Cinco. Y'all can follow him at OG Ocho Cinco on uh, Twitter as well, too. Or log on to our Twitter page. You can get, find out how to check in with Chad. So we want to thank Chad for listening in to the show. Appreciate that, Chad. Thanks a lot, Chad. All right, let's definitely get into a little bit of this uh, college football real quick. Uh, the college football scene is starting to shake up really, really nice. We do got a lot of college football listeners out there. And one of the things we talked about is uh, Mark Ingram coming back for Bama to see what he can do. Although Trent Richardson has been doing a great job. I think Mark Ingram, as we know, the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, came back with a right. vengeance. Uh, had yes, two he did. TDs, 151 yards rushing. I think he had 100 yards before the first quarter. Right. Uh, although they did play Duke, but, I mean, can this guy be one of those guys, one of the, one of the second guys in history to win the Heisman Trophy twice? I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, so far, he's a leading candidate. I mean, the boy has an arm, he has legs. He's got the whole, he's got the whole package. Yeah. And I think uh, the other guy that uh, a lot of people are talking about is Denard Robinson out of Michigan. Um, since he's playing quarterback, he's throwing and doing everything as well, too. And uh, Michigan had a win, had to come from behind and late and win. I think it's either going to be him or we could see Ingram do it all over again, especially if he starts uh, running the ball the way he ran it uh, this past Saturday. Another big game Saturday was the Michigan State-Notre Dame game. And now, who saw this game? I mean, what a game. the 49ers and um, – and the uh, Saints, I mean, this was a nail-biter to the end. It ends on a yes, trick play, um, and a trick play in overtime. And they actually still want to get one from Notre Dame. MSU does have a pretty good team, uh, although Chris looks really, really good. Floyd looks really, really good. Both of these guys, I think, are going to be playing on Sunday. But, man, how can you say about the, the MSU backs, the running backs? They ran hard all night. Oh, yeah. They oh, ran yeah. a trick play at the end, and then get them a win against Notre Dame. I mean, that was a good win. That was a very good game. If you missed that, you missed a doozy. 
Oh, you missed one. You definitely missed one. And, and, and the good thing about the two teams you just mentioned, Rodney, they both have a pretty good supporting cast. The defense is not bad. The offense is fantastic. Anytime you have a good quarterback and they the running back in the backfield and a pretty good solid defense, yeah, you got a chance of winning. Now, on a serious note in that game, we want to definitely send a, a special shout-out to uh, the family of the coach, uh, Mark uh, D'Antonio. was actually hospitalized this Sunday, having a mild heart attack. Um, wow. Something that he suffered on Sunday. He, we heard that he has been released from the hospital. Uh, a lot of coaches are weighing in. Uh, Nick Saban uh, made some comments about him. They're real good friends. So we want to definitely help him with a speedy recovery. We know that right now he needs to focus on his family and his health. Uh, he's supposed to take a leave of absence till January, uh, so we'll see what happens with this Michigan State team. But I think if they keep going, I mean, they can win some games. They're already uh, up pretty good. A good win, good win against Notre Dame is always a good thing, too, I think. All right. So well, Alabama looks like they're the number one team in the country so far, so we're we yeah. still to be determined. Yeah, still early. Yeah, I think Alabama is definitely the number one team, no doubt about that. Uh, speaking of the ranked teams, um, you had an Arkansas and Georgia game. Uh, Ryan Mallett gets a late game uh, drive to win the game, uh, although Georgia missed a really, really good Hail Mary try at the very end. They could have went right. either way. They ran the play right, although they missed it at the very end. Another game I was really watching, Royce, was that Texas and Texas Tech game. I mean, you're talking about two teams that uh, rooted, have fans all over the great state of Texas. I know I got some big tech supporters on listening. I got big uh, UT supporters listening. And I don't know. I mean, this guy, Gary Gilbert, I hear all the hype. I've got a lot of people tell me about him. But the guy goes throws three interceptions. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just can't I can't imagine a, a guy coming in and throwing three interceptions and leading to a national title. You know, as uh, interceptions go, the team with the most right. interceptions usually doesn't win. Uh, but right. Texas got lucky this time. The Tech defense really just exploded. I don't know what happened to them. They had ended up losing the game. And on the touchdown drive that Texas had, they had two personal fouls in the pass interference call. I mean, you can't win like that. Where's the discipline on the no. Tech team? I thought uh, right. Tommy Tuberville had these guys ready to play. But apparently the coach can't play the game. It's got to be the players. And that's something that you always say, right? Right. Players play the game, coaches coach. coach. Coaches coach, players play the game. So we definitely see what's going to happen in on that front. A uh, couple of late-breaking news on the college football front. Uh, the Colorado Buffaloes have decided to finalize their deal to move to the Pac-10 early. They were supposed to move in 2012, the 2012 season. They actually finalized a deal today uh, to move next year. So I don't know what this is going to do to the Big 12. I guess they're going to be the what, the Big 11? Is that what they're going to do next year? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be 11 next year. So, if Colorado leaves, I'm pretty sure there'll be another team that want to leave early. And this thing might shake up a lot quicker than we even know it. So, hey, we'll just keep our ears period on that. And uh, the number three Boise State team is still rolling. TCU is still rolling. Uh, matter of fact, Oregon State, they're playing Oregon State uh, this coming up Saturday. And get this, Royce, Oregon State actually painted their field blue. Uh, for the Boise State game. Is that yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I think it is. I, I think so. Uh, they're used to the color blue, but, you know, I think uh, 
other team going to be at odds just to see a blue field, you know, who wouldn't be? You know, you step out so used to playing on green turf, astroturf and green grass to seeing a blue. I don't know. It may work to their disadvantage. They may just tear that blue field up. You know, we have to wait to see. Yeah, I think this really plays into a lot of what the whole hype about Boise State. I mean, they're giving these guys a lot of credit. They're doing everything they can to win. Uh, even though this team, they say, has got a cakewalk schedule. But these teams are doing everything in their might uh, to try to beat this team. This is the last ranked team that they'll play. Uh, Oregon State's ranked 24. Of course, Boise State's ranked number three. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think this is going to be a game everyone's going to watch. At least they're going to sell a bunch of tickets. So, and you know, college football, right. as we talked about before, how the money goes is a lot of times how it always goes. So we'll see what happens on that front. And then looking at this uh, Colorado story, uh, they just came across the wire that actually Colorado is going to lose $6.8 million uh, just by leaving uh-huh. there. So I guess they're trying to hurry up and get out of there. Yeah. Well, I'd be glad when they get these teams set. It's like everybody's buying to get in a different league. I don't know if it's an advantage for some or a disadvantage for others, but uh, it's shaking up the college system. Maybe this will uh, lead to maybe a college playoff. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely keep our eyes out on that. And you guys can always get in contact with the show by email. Uh, the email address is rfsportsradio at gmail.com. And uh, matter of fact, Royce, we did get an email. Uh, someone emailed in to talk to you and wanted to comment on the uh, story that we ran last week about uh, what's better, the, the fan experience of the game or being at home and watching the game. And uh, this email okay. I wrote in, it says that the reason that no one's going to the NFL games is because 1080p, uh, simple as that. The 1080p right. is, right. is the cause for everyone right. staying at home. And I know you're a big um, audio-video guy just like I am. I mean, that, that must be the reason. I mean, and other than that, then cost. I know you brought up how uh, the cost is a lot different now than it was back then. Uh, so one of our listeners is definitely siding on your side saying that, hey, it's got to be the home theaters and the 1080p is the reason. So. Yeah, as a matter of fact, tonight on Channel 8, WFA, uh, Dallas, they're running a story about the uh, cost of a uh, family going to a football game and the Dallas Cowboys is the highest ticket in the NFL and a uh, family of four it's like taking a vacation yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's what with, with the economy going down prices going up you know it's unaffordable you know you can go for $25 standing room only who wants to stand up you know doing the whole game you know uh, when you can sit and enjoy it in the high definition, you know, I grew up in black and white and watching high definition, I'm still at all about that, you know, the, 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 the clarity of the picture. And to me, it's just like sitting in the game. If you need to take a bathroom break, you know, if you have to go uh, eat, you know, you have that all together. And I think uh, a, lot, a lot of people, you know, get together on Sundays, you know, for a family and get together football watching parties. And uh, it, it, it's too too much of a hassle. You know, the traffic, you got to pay to park, and you definitely have to eat, you know. and uh, yeah, You definitely got to eat. And if you're right. a family of four and you're trying to eat at the game, I'm going to tell you right yeah, now, we, you need to make sure you go on at the day after you get paid because you're going to need right. some cash. 
You're gonna need and then you have to plan it like a vacation, you know. Right. Uh, so uh, it, uh, instead of taking a family vacation, you know, uh, we, we're going to go to the game. That's your vacation. You know, right. and, I, and I, I think it's just unaffordable for most people nowadays. I mean, you're going to have that conversation at the dinner table, hey, you want to go see Mickey Mouse or Tony Romo? <laughs> right, right, Tony <laughs> Romo. What, yeah, what do you want to go Take your Right. I think right. Mickey Mouse is leading in, to, in this, this part in time. I don't think nobody wants to go see Tony Romo. Yeah, <laughs> especially after what so, they're doing lately. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is a leading contender in that race. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Now, right. we do want to remind everyone you can call in. The phone number is 323-927-2906, 323-927-2906. Another email that we did get, Royce, is about the Rangers. We talked a little bit about them uh, last time, and I got a lot of emails about Rangers. Talk about the Rangers, talk about the Rangers, talk about the Rangers. And with the Cowboys on two, we know the whole city is in panic. The whole city is a Cowboy first town. But the Rangers are doing their thing. Uh, They actually came out today and said uh, Josh Hamilton really only had fractured ribs, so he may not be out for the whole season. He might be back back for the playoffs. Right, right, right. But I tell you what, uh, what's the guy named taking Josh's place? David Murphy. David Murphy. David Murphy is doing a hell of a job. I mean, it's not like they missed him. We like to have Josh back because, of course, now you know as well as I do, right? And when the playoffs start, that's when the hitting goes down. So we'll see. We're gonna need those bats and Josh, you know, come playoff time. But uh, the biggest star in Dallas right now should be the Rangers because uh, with the Cowboys on decline, and it's been a long time for Ranger fans. Uh, to see them winning this much consistently, even after the All-Star break, because now you know after years and years, they usually either up or down. All-Star break was always the determining factor for the Rangers. Either they go up or down after All-Star. So uh, they seem to be doing on a pretty good this year. They've been winning consistently. Uh, they know how to beat the Yankees now. That's always been a big hurdle for them. And uh, I, my fingers are crossed. My prayers are <laughs> uh, with the Rangers. And yeah, uh, Ranger sure. fans deserve that. They really do yeah. deserve it. It's been a long time coming. Right. Have y'all heard me say it before? I had season tickets to this team last year, the wrong year. Okay. Right. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't been to a game yet. But I am going to be at that playoff game because I feel like I deserve it, even though I only right. had season tickets just last year. So I feel like I'm definitely going to be at that playoff game. And uh, hopefully you guys will come out there and support the Rangers as well, too. I know we're going to have a packed house, so we'll do a huge uh, Rangers show once they start this uh, playoff baseball, which is, doesn't even sound right. I mean, can you believe that they're going to have games some of the same days as Cowboy games? I mean, that's, right. <laughs> whoever thought that was going to happen at the beginning of the season. Right now, I just got a, a message across the wire about Braylon Edwards. Uh, have you heard? It's breaking news. Just came on ESPN and he got arrested for DWI. Oh, uh, driving while intoxicated. Yeah, after a brilliant game he had Sunday, I guess he celebrated a little bit too much. So yeah, keep and, eye out for the news to come later. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was arrested, uh, for those that don't know, and we'll jump into this story now. He was actually arrested um, uh, earlier than the wee hours in the morning, what I would consider last night, leaving the club or leaving wherever. Pulled over because the tent was too dark in his car. 
He uh, apparently failed whatever driving test they gave him. So he was arrested for drunk yeah. driving. Uh, they say he was doing 120 miles an hour uh, back in August of 2008 when he got arrested the first time. The second time was in October 20, 2009 when he punched a man outside of a Cleveland nightclub. And then to last night he gets arrested for DWI. And this guy yeah. is already on the NFL substance abuse, uh, up to the substance abuse policy, so I don't know what's going to happen with this. And, and you might not know this, Royce, but there were two other Jets with him at the time he got arrested. Yeah, I understand. There was four people in the car with him, right? Am I right? Right. right. Yeah. So. And the other Jets were DeBrickishaw Ferguson and also Vernon Goldston, although Braylon S. was the only one that was arrested because he was driving at the time. Uh, now, they do say they smell marijuana in the car, though that hasn't been proven up until this point. And I don't know what's going to happen. Usually in cases like this, uh, Goodell has been known to kind of wait and see, take a wait and see approach. But a lot of times the teams will take action right away. And so right. uh, the debate all day has been whether he's going to play against the Dolphins, what's going to happen. And the teams already right. came forward, Royce, and say that he won't miss the game Sunday. You think that's a mistake? Should they go ahead and start benching him now? Get some of those hands uh, out the way. You kind of have to have a wait and see attitude, you know. Uh, uh, if, if he's found guilty, then he probably will be suspended. But now is not the time for that, you know. With the Jets uh, beginning of the season, and after a brilliant game Sunday, you know, and uh, they got their swagger back. To lose him is going is going to really cost. Them. I think it's going to be a really big uh, minus for them. And let's not forget they're missing uh, their pickup in the offseason, San Antonio Holmes, which is out for the right. first four right. games. And so losing Braywell Edwards will be a real blow, especially with the offense finally getting back on track uh, this past Sunday. So I know they made the, the, the decision in the best interest, best interest of the team at the time, mm-hmm. but like I say, a lot of times when you be proactive about stuff like that, in a fair, right. sometimes the commissioner will give you a little leeway, give you a little break. So they're kind you of on the on this one. You would think after all the years and, and, and much as they go to, much money they make, that, uh, you know, if you're going to get drunk, you can afford a driver. You know, either a designated driver or hire your chauffeur or take your cab. And I'm pretty sure you probably can get a fan to take you home, you know what I mean, if you're that drunk, you know. But, uh, that that you know, it's a bad thing to happen, you know, and and it, these guys know better, you know, and it, it it breaks my heart to see them, you know, mess up a good thing like that, you know. And I want to give a shout out to Kenny McKinney, Denver Broncos, uh, passed away the other day. Uh, they finally ruled it as a suicide, and uh, my prayers and thoughts go out to him and his family and the Denver Broncos organization. So I wanted to bring that up. Uh, what we yeah. were talking about uh, these players. Yeah, it's a tragic yeah. uh, when you lose a friend, and he was, uh, everybody speaks highly about him. I don't know the circumstances surrounding the, uh, his death, but uh, they had ruled a suicide. So my prayers yeah. go out to the Dem organization. Definitely, and I, and I second that as well. Uh, right. The guy was a young guy, had a one-year-old son. Uh, he was on right. the injury our list uh, this year, but played eight games uh Last year, returning kickoffs, punts, special right. teams, even even a little wide receiver. And he was one of those guys on the team, as they describe him, as someone that kind of lit up the room. 
Uh, one yeah. of the players actually told a story today about how he had a little get-together over him. He's a young guy, and some of the players were actually out there on the front of the uh, yard making a bunch of noise. And he came out there and said, hey, y'all just bring it inside because I've got neighbors, and I want to be respectful. And for young guys, young in the NFL, young father, right. and, you know, from what all accounts, he sounds like a really responsible person, and we don't know the circumstances, and we don't want to speculate, especially here uh, in the media, right. about what he was going through and what was happening. So all we do and what we try to do on this show is just be supportive of the friends right. and the family and those that are going to be missing him for years to come, especially his young son, uh, yeah. who, and this, who's only one. So, And this is the second time that a uh, uh, teammate has, you know, live been taken uh, with the Denver organization, you know, uh, so uh, I know they've been through a lot in my head. Like I said, my prayers go out to them. I hope they uh, do have somebody to come in and counsel the players, you know, and it's a tragic thing, you know what I mean, but uh, our prayers do go out to them. You know, and, and when you're in that profession, you know, you it, it's kind of hard. You're target number one. Number two, you're in the public eye. You know, number three, uh, you're a man. Carry yourself as a man, you know what I mean? Your college days are over with, you know what I mean? You're a professional player. There's plenty of time during the off season, you know, to enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? And uh, there are people that go to clubs just to, you know, challenge these players. You know what I mean? So they really have to, you know, you really have to be careful out there. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's a cruel world as it is. And being a target, you know, with a target on your back, money and prestige and all that goes with it. You really have to be careful out there. So uh, any of you guys that are getting ready to step into the NFL, thing is, remember where you come from and remember what you do and always be careful and carry yourself as a man. You know, that's the main thing. But I, I hate to see that happen. It had to be something tragic. And like I say, there's a, the second time it's happened to the Denver organization. And uh, I wish the best for him and his family. Yeah, and uh, we I second that as well. Uh, so we definitely want to uh, send our prayers out for them, and also right. uh, for a good good well to the coach from Michigan State. Also, um, right. another big um, issue going on in the NFL. Just staying on the NFL real quick. Um, now we talked about this, Royce, for the last what two weeks after Week One, when Vic right. finally came in in the second half of that uh, Green Bay game. And Vic finally had his day this past Sunday, played a full game. Offense scored, what, 35 points? 35 points. Right. So Sunday comes, and in the press conference Sunday, Andy Reid gets bombarded with questions. Who's your starter? Who's your quarterback? He's still preaching to Kevin Cobb to us, okay? Monday comes around, all right? It's still Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb, he's my guy. He's going to run this offense. Matter of fact, he even said on Monday, then we can right. win with either quarterback. So I'm, I right. feel comfortable with Cobb back in the game. Okay, so here we are Tuesday, which I love doing the show on Tuesday, so we get everyone's reaction or overreaction. And now here comes Andy Reid back out in the public again and names Mike Vick the number one quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, right now I think it was pressure from the fans, pressure from upstairs, uh, a uh, couple of reasons. Number one, Michael Vick is a bigger draw. 
you know, uh, I think them by them trading Donovan McNabb, they probably lost a lot of fans. Uh, but by starting Mike Vick, I think they uh, fans are coming back, you know, especially after that loss they had with Kevin Cobb. And uh, I hope they don't have to go back with him. Are they going to take Vick out when he messes up? You know, so uh, I don't know. It's uh, a lot of players seem to want that, but I think that's going to cause them to start in the locker room. You know, uh, uh, Cobb is a pretty good quarterback. He had really had a chance to prove himself. But uh, these are desperate times in the NFL. You know, you go uh, one and one, and uh, two and zero, oh, or oh, two. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to win. I think I see a couple of teams that are in disarray. So let's hope that doesn't happen to Philly. And I wish Michael Vick the best. You know, you go with your best player for the athlete. You know, he's probably a better athlete. You know what I mean? You go, and uh, until he mess up, you know. You got to go with him. They pay, They brought him there for some for, for a reason, and they let Donovan go. So they, they, they're kind of in a situation where they're going to have to win or go with the best thing they have right now. So we, we're waiting to see how that turns out. Yeah, and let's, let's rewind the clock a little bit because even in the off season, they could have traded Vic. They could have easily right. traded Vic, brought in some more players. They made the trade for McNabb within his own division with the whole hope and the goal that Kevin Cobb was going to be the right man to run the offense. And right. they kept Vic around. They they still kept the Vic package in. Uh, and we talked about how the Cowboys got three running backs. These guys are running two quarterbacks uh, right. throughout the game plan. That's their whole game plan. And now how the tables have turned, Vic looked good week one. Week two came out and put up 35 points. An offense that scored every quarter. Right, hundred yards rushing. Right, hundred yards rushing. Vic had Vic went twenty-one for thirty-four, two hundred eighty-four yards, and two TDs on offense. It didn't look like it could do nothing that first half against the Green yeah. Bay Packers. And the guy, and this is old school. You know how you always say old school was better than the new school. Well, this right. guy played and got his spot uh, the old school way, just by outplaying the top guy. Right, right. One on one, just. Straight out played the guy And this right here I think is going to be The story in the NFL this year Vic's redemption Him coming back And since he's been the starter they're, they're, They haven't lost yet Since he's been the starter I am Right, right. And Could have easily won that game Against the Packers in week one If they had a little more time Or Vic been out there A little bit longer too I think they could right. have Easily won that game Right And he looks to be in good shape I mean he's Physically, just just looking at him, he's, he's, he had his legs back. You know, last year, coming off being off so while, you know, it takes a while to get back in shape. He, he looks good. It's, he, he's probably one of the fastest guys in the in, NFL. So you go with your best player. You know, your best chance to win will be, probably be Michael Vick. So we, we, we'll see. I wish him the best. And uh, looking at some of the, the headlines here in uh, – uh, Philadelphia, which I know they're going to be massive headlines uh, um, coming up tomorrow once this story finally hits the front page. But looking on the websites in Philly, everyone's wondering what would it mean for Kevin Cobb. I mean, what does it say for Kevin Cobb's company right. as well? To me, I think Kevin Cobb is over in Philly. And I'm just going to flat out say it. I mean, how can a guy go from, hey, we, we love you, we want you to be the starter, we're going to trade right. our 10-year pro Pro Bowler, the only guy that took us to the Super Bowl, 
We're going to trade him within right. the division just to give you a chance to be the starting quarterback and the face of the Philadelphia Eagles. But then again, Vic, I play you right now. So what does that do for the psyche for a player like Kevin Cobb, who's been told all this offseason, all year, that this is your year, we're going to get rid of uh, McNabb, bring you in. Okay. But now, you right. know what? Now that you can play, we, we don't want you in the game. We want Michael Vick in the game. I mean, what does that do to a player like Kevin Cobb? I think it's over for Kevin Cobb, me personally, in Philly. Isn't yeah, I, I, I do too. And it seems like the players picked up the pace of the game. You know, they played a lot harder. You know, uh, they gave themselves a chance to win. You know, Michael Biggs was, was a spark off the bench. You know, I don't think nobody expected that. You know, and once he uh, uh, started playing and, and it started moving those legs and start making those passes, I think the whole team rallied behind him. I just hope it's not a big divide in the locker room. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, winning winning changes everything. Once you win, uh, winning, you know, you forget all about is, uh, that. Right. Winning is the world's greatest deodorant. I don't care how right, bad right, right. stuff stinks in the locker right. room. Winning is the right. best deodorant there is out there, especially yeah. Uh, in the NFL, because we already know how many teams were split. You hear the stories, you read the books that these guys put out right. later on in their careers. So we know you don't have to like each other to win. And, uh, right. and I think as long as they win it, I think Vic will hold his spot, no doubt about it. Right. Uh, game, can, yeah, exactly. Now, you touched on uh, earlier, you, you, you couldn't hold it in. You had to bring up Mark Sanchez by how you played Tom Brady. And uh, so I'm going to bring in the counterpoint to that argument. I got to welcome in uh, one of the special guest calls on the show. And this guy is a Patriot fan, and uh, he's definitely a Tom Brady fan. So I'm going to see what he thought about the game uh, this Sunday. Let me bring him on real quick. Uh, Chris, are you there? Yes, we're here. Go Patriots. Now, Chris. <laughs> I'm glad you're on the line. Now, we missed you last time, okay, to talk about this game before the game come on. Now, let me just go over a little bit with you, okay? Just give me one second. I'm going to go over what your boy Tom Brady uh, did this particular week, okay? Well, there's, there's no happened. doubt. He, he he had two interceptions. I mean, it wasn't the greatest day in football and, and you know, for the Patriots and all the fans out there. But, you know, if you look at, Pretty much, kind of how this week went overall. It was kind of a, you know, kind of an upset week. So I mean, it's you know, it's kind of to be expected. You can't win them all, you know. But we'll definitely be in the playoffs, though. It's all about where you be in the end. I mean, this is this this is week two. I mean, this is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's a small. Okay. Well, it has to be an upset. I think they've just got flat out beat. They just got out played. You can't win on both ends. On both sides, offense and defense. And like I said, Mike Chan, really, really the problem was Butler. The problem is Butler. He got exposed in the first half, and then he just kept getting exposed the whole game. But not just Butler. I think your whole defense got exposed. Yeah, you got a young, a young secondary. Young secondary. They untested. They were tested uh, uh, Sunday. In my, pers- in my personal opinion, I think that Butler was single-handedly responsible for 80% <laughs> of that loss. <laughs> well, I don't think Butler threw two, two picks. Yeah, I think Tom Brady did I that. just called it like I see it. He got exposed the whole game. He was responsible for the whole comeback. 
Now, defense, offense took the lead and, and put them up, but defense couldn't hold the lead. I mean, just what they put up before the half was, you know, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, Chris, and, and but, it was but, all but, on but you understand, you can't – now, you watch the game. I watched the game with you, okay? Right. You can't win throwing picks, okay? And now the picks that he threw, the first pick, he overthrew. I don't know who he was throwing. I don't know if Randy Mouse stopped on the on the on the route or what. But just basically, that's what happened. Randy Mouse. Okay. But, I mean, that's and not he, uncommon. And then on the second pick, he was trying to force it in there under pressure, under the gun, and ended up throwing another pick. You guys only scored 14 points in the second quarter and went silent and went cold for the whole second half. Now I'm well, asking no, you, you know, have to get the game. The game is played on the field. We all know that the game is played on the field. Right. Are the Jets a better team than the Patriots right now? No. And no. without Ravens, if you if you if you look at if you look at how the game went, the interceptions, Randy Moss stopped on the first round, which I mean, let's just let's be all be real here, which is not uncommon. Players like him and and a few others. T.O. is one for instance. If the balls Kind of not on route, or it requires a little bit of extra effort. They 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 don't have it in them. You know, I don't know if it's age or what. I mean, it's it's not uncommon for them to have that have that 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 itis, I guess, if you want to call it. Now, the uh, second interception was an error on Randy Moss's part, bobbling the ball, basically trying to do the same thing—the one hand catch. And you know, I don't know if he was trying to look pretty or what, but I mean, it it caused an interception. So I mean, it. Those interceptions wasn't part on Brady's responsibility, personally, I think. But then, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, defense had to hold it down during those two interceptions and those turnovers, but, you know, they couldn't capitalize off of it. Butler, once again, got exposed basically for both touchdowns. So you put this loss squarely on Butler? Squarely on Butler. Well, I I think the Jets were better prepared. I think the Jets were better prepared than the Patriots. The Patriots probably underestimated the Jets because they lost the first week. Sanchez didn't throw down field. I think they kind of took them for granted. And you know how that is. If you think it's an automatic win, you better wait a while. You know what I mean? No game is a shit win. So uh, I don't. I just think they were high coached that day. And that happens in the NFL, you know. Uh, you're not going to win every game. But you can't and, uh, sit there and tell me that the Jets are a better team than the Pace. Well, they were Sunday. They were Sunday. Well, I mean, they, we'll see. We'll see in come playoff time. You know, when it gets cold outside, we'll see who's going to be there when all the dust settles. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, in 100% that my team is going to be there in the end. So, I mean, that's, that's well, you just, got, you know, you guys, you guys that's right one game. Now. It's a week two. Well, just realize that you guys right now, so was your first loss and the first loss against a divisional opponent. Okay? Right. And those are the games and that Jets. you can't lose. You can't lose. And Jets playing cold weather, too. So, <laughs> we it's waiting to be determined. Last year, it was the uh, Ravens that upset y'all. And uh, this year, it was the Jets. So, uh, New England is not indestructible, you know. They're they're a good team, and uh, but they are a- able to get beat. 
show. We nobody's a great starter. I give him credit. It's a different The offense, I mean, the defense will get better over time. And I think I think they need some time to kind of gel. A lot of the guys are young. I think they'll get better over time. And, and Belichick is one of those guys, he's going to figure it out. If you beat him once, it's very hard to beat him a second time. I, and we I all did. know that. Exactly. Belichick is going to figure it out. Now, he's going exactly. to either have somebody videotaping the hand calls or <laughs> uh, somebody sitting hey, on the couch watching the game. Hey, you know, he, he hey, will man. cheat to win, Chris. Now, let's be honest. Hey, man. He, he will hey, cheat man. to win. I mean, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato, man. I call it excellent <laughs> coaching, man, you know. And, I mean, that's that's just how I see it. Now, you know, I mean, true enough, I'm on the line with, you know, anti-Patriots fans. But, I mean, that's that's fine. And, then, you know, we ain't, we ain't here to, to squarely get on my team, you know, because, I mean, let's let's look at, uh, I believe, your team lost this weekend as we well. So, I mean, We're going to get to that. We're gonna to get together, and right. I, I have a I have a list of reasons why all my Cowboy fans need to be optimistic about the season. We're gonna get into that but in the Cowboys. I, it, I, I feel as as Cowboys are not gonna go very far at all as long as Jason Garrett is at the helm of that offense. That's just well, you know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of early in the season, about the eighth and ninth game. We'll know. Who's the most dominant team, and what teams are, you know, on the roll? And it's really too early to tell. Like I said, uh, nobody's going to go perfect, you know, during this season. But about the eighth game, the halfway mark, we'll know who's uh, contenders and who's not a contender. So I, I, I give you that game, Chris. I give it to you. You know, that game. It's just one game. You know, that's one game. It's one game in the grand scheme of things. One game. Right. We want to thank you for popping on and discussing a little Patriots football. Anytime the Patriots lose, I love to have you as a guest. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, as long as, your, as long as your team loses, there's plenty to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, right. be sure to call back, Chris, uh, when, when the Patriots are playing. We love to hear from you. Yeah. Right on. And I'm going to keep All you right, around, yeah, too, Chris. Just stay where you at, man, and uh, call back in because we're going to get into a lot of Cowboy talk, and I give you a chance to get some redemption against my team here in a second. Uh, but what we're going to do, Royce, we're going to go through the NFL real quick since we're already on the subject and go through some of the okay. scores and some of the games. We did watch a lot of football this weekend. Now, one of the games, uh, there was a pure blowout. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons putting up 41 points against the Arizona Cardinals. And we talked about this about who the Arizona, who um, Arizona, what they're gonna do about quarterback. They they get rid of Matt Lina, They bring in Anderson. Anderson goes 17 for 31, 161 yards, no TDs. Uh, Hightower does rush for 115, but one TD. And Fitzgerald has seven receptions, but no TDs. I mean, what's going on in Arizona? I mean, these guys used to be what? The part two of the, the greatest show in the West. Right. Yeah, best right. team in the West. Right. And it, that goes to show you how much quarterback play has to play into a whole lot of things right there. Right. Right. Well, when they lost Kirk Warner, they lost the leader of the team. They also lost one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. And it's kind of hard to come back from that. You know, they lost uh, Antoine Bolin. So uh, it's yet to be determined. Uh, defense seems to be still intact somewhat. 
But uh, you, you got to put points on the board, and uh, that, that's what they're lacking. And I think the leadership, Kirk Warner, Kirk Warner can make something happen out of nothing. And uh, they don't have that now. Tony Contrast, Matt Ryan goes 21 for 32, 225 yards, three TDs. Uh, Snelling rushes for two TDs and 129 yards. And White catches one uh, for a touchdown, has seven receptions and 78 yards. And the Falcons put up 41 points, a team that I thought was really going to contend for that South and give um, your New Orleans Saints a run for their money. And they're coming, as you can tell. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta's a, a, a good team. They were predicted to be high uh, this year. I think they were uh, predicted to win. You know, to go to the playoffs. First game, I think they were struggling a little bit. Looked like they got it together. I look for Atlanta to go real far. But like I say, all this is yet to be determined. It's still early, but it seems like they got it together this week. I look for them to continue on that route. But uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, uh, you know, they made it to the playoffs last year. And uh, when they play good, they good. When they bad, they bad. So you yeah. have to be determined about them. So. And um, and then another game, and, and I went, and I'm going to go ahead and be up, up front and honest. I went 10-6 on my picks uh, from week two. And this is one of the games that I missed, the Bengals and the Ravens. The Bengals pull out, I don't know how, but pull out a win of 15-10 to 10 against the Ravens. A Ravens team I thought would flatten the Bengals, even though the Bengals did dominate the um, right. AFC North all last year right. and swept the AFC North. And right. apparently they still got the Ravens number. Now, they don't score any touchdowns, okay? Uh, Nugent kicks five field goals <laughs> to win the game against right. the Ravens. Right. Now, right. I don't know. I mean, a, a team with Carson Palmer, uh, Cedric Benson, Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco, they scored no TDs, so the offense, you can't say, is back on track. But somehow get five field goals and beat a really, really good Ravens team. I mean, that's remarkable. You know, anytime, you, anytime you play the Ravens, it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game because they win a lot of games just on their defense. So I, I, I didn't look for Cincinnati to score a lot of points. I did look for them to score touchdowns. I did look for them to win. I think that was one of my picks, so that gives me one up on you. Go Cincinnati. And the thing that did the Ravens in, they had four turnovers, and Cincinnati right. did not turn the ball over at all. So they had to, they played into the field position game and allowed them to kick five field goals to win a, a game 15-10 to against a really right. good Ravens team. I don't know what to make of this Ravens team. I thought I saw them demolish the Jets. And do that against the Jets. I thought they'd come out here and really handle a team that beat them twice last year. But, right. but like you say, it's only one game, so we'll see what's going to happen. It is only week and, two. And you can't expect the Ravens to score 30, 25, 40 points a game. They, they, they're usually low-scoring games, and, you know, they can win a game nine to six, you know. So until they get their offense together, I don't look for them to score a whole lot of points. But they do just enough to win, you know. Uh, defense right. wins a lot of games. Right. Now, here's a, another game uh, Sunday, and this I thought was going to be a yonder game. Uh, the Chiefs and the Browns, it turned out to be 16 to 14 games. The Browns scored 14 points in the second quarter and can't do nothing else the rest of the game. And they actually uh, didn't start Jake DeLone. They went with Seneca Wallace. 
He went 16 for 31, 229 yards, and one TD. And Matt Castle, uh, the Kansas City thing, keeps rolling. And these guys are 2-0. Right. Uh, right. Matt Castle, who would have thought it? Who would have thought that? They go 2-0. He went uh, 16 for 28, 176 yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jones rushed for 83 yards. And the, the Chiefs offense really ain't on track. They only did score. Um, they, they didn't really actually score a touchdown. And they actually kicked uh, field goals, so they did score every quarter, and that was the difference in the game in the 16-14 game. And the Chiefs are 2-0. What do you think about this Chiefs team? Well, one thing about Kansas City, if you noticed last year they were always close, and right. they didn't know how to finish games. I think they learned this year, you know, how to finish games. And, you know, a lot of times it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And uh, they could never get over that hump. And they were, but if you notice, every game last year, we either lost in the last quarter, a field goal, overtime, and they finally learned how to win. It's a good young team. I, I look for them to do better in the future. Uh, Kansas City is back in the mix now. Uh, a couple more wins will give them a lot of confidence. And uh, I look for them to be a contender. They can only get better. They can only get better. You're right about they that. They can only get better, right. Especially they can get any worse. Uh, especially in the wide open West, West too. That's right. That's right. Game. Another game on Sunday with the Packers. The Packers put up 34 points. They, they keep rolling. The Super Bowl talk gets louder and louder. They beat the right. Bills, a team that, I don't know, I don't know what the Bills are doing in the NFL. They only scored seven points. Trent Edwards went 11 for 18 for 102 yards. No touchdowns. Huh. And the defense just shut down the Bills. I mean, they, they couldn't oh, do yeah. anything. Marshall Lynch went for 64 yards. So if you had him on your fantasy team, I know you dropped him today. Uh, then Aaron Rodgers keeps the train rolling, 19 for 29, 255 yards and two TDs. Mm-hmm. In a game, I thought he'd actually do more. I thought he'd have a lot more passing yards in a game like right. this. But the, the Packers continue to roll. They're 2-0, and the Bills, of course, 0-2. Uh, That's normally how they start. And then you have the uh, Steelers and the Titans game. It's another game that I missed right, right. on my picks because I really thought Tennessee was going to roll uh Steelers game without um, their starting quarterback, their Super Bowl quarterback, Roethlisberger. And even Dennis Dixon gets knocked out of the game, and they had to bring in old Charlie Batch. And although Batch went 5'11", 25 yards, again, the defense did it again. And they beat yeah. a uh, good Titans team. I don't know how Pittsburgh is 2-0. I guess they uh, surprised me with the defense. They've always had a good defense. But, you know, sometimes defense win games, and sometimes defense don't win games. The two wins they have was because of the defense. They managed to keep it close. And if you notice, Pittsburgh always managed to stay close. You know, as long as you stay close to the team, you always got a chance to win. You let them get too far ahead, you don't. And they have a tremendous defense. I mean, that Palomar, as long as you have him on the team, you got a chance. The guy is relentless. You know, he never gives up. He plays every play uh, 110%. And uh, you can't go wrong with a guy like that on your team. He can single-handedly win a game. And that that really builds up the rest of the team. This guy playing like this, well, I better step it up too. But Pittsburgh has always found a way to win by staying close. As long as you stay now, close, I've got you the got Pittsburgh defense on my fantasy team, and they're consistently right. 
<laughs> bringing in the points for me. And also the offense didn't score. They ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. That was the only touchdown uh, that they had. Uh, they did score a couple of field goals in there. Now, the game, the real story, it didn't not only are the Pittsburgh Steelers 2-0 and without Roethlisberger or their backup quarterback, but they actually benched Vince Young in the game and right. brought in Curry Collins towards the end of the game. Collins went 17-25, 149 yards and one TD. Now, I don't understand this. I mean, now, make me understand, okay? Vince Young is your starter, okay? Right. You're in the game that you lost 19-11, to 11, all right? Now, granted right. that they benched Vince Young and they only had three points on the board, uh, right. but you only lost the game 19-11. Uh, to 11. Why do you bench Vince Young to put in Kerry Collins? Well, I, I don't understand Fisher's uh, philosophy on that. You know, you got to – it's just like going to the prime. You got to go with the one that bring it. And after that performance the first week to, to Yankin, you know, I, I don't understand that. But uh, Kerry Collins – you know, they did it last year. <laughs> right. He came in right. and did it. Uh, he's a proven veteran. Uh, either you got to go with one or the other. You know, and Vince Young, you know, should be in there. He should be play every down, win or lose. Uh, look like he got a swagger back. And I think the whole team, the whole team was a letdown. Granted, though, granted, I will, I will say that they did have seven turnovers, and Mission right. did look like a deer in headlights a lot of times against that right. Pittsburgh defense. But that's what he needs right. to see. Okay, he right. needs to have confidence from the team. He needs to have right. adversity. That's all part of the uh, uh, maturation process for a quarterback. And by right. pulling him and sitting him on the bench again, then you bringing up all this other stuff like you brought up uh, uh, last season. Or the right. season before when they actually um, uh, had the best record in the AFC. So I, right. I just th- I just think Fitz, Jeff Fish, you got to lead this guy in. You got to instill some confidence in this guy, and you got to make him. If they're gonna lose the game, make sure that it's like the captain right. has to go down with the ship. It's like right. the band has to keep playing on the Titanic. Okay, your starting right. quarterback needs to go down with the rest of the team. And and somebody needs to tell Jeff Fisher that Pittsburgh is going to be the, going to frustrate a lot of quarterbacks, buddy. Don't right. think Vince Young is going to be the only one who's going to frustrate. But they're going to frustrate. That defense is going to frustrate a lot of quarterbacks. You know, so I, I don't agree with the decision he made uh, unless Vince Young was hurt. They didn't mention it. Uh, something no. goes on. And, you know, his situation uh, you know, we never know what goes on on the sideline and in the huddle and locker room. But uh, I, I think something happened, you know, and uh, a lot of times you can pull a gun too quick or pull a trigger too quick. And I think they did that with Vince Young. Like I said, you got to go with the one that brought you. You know what I mean? Win or lose, he's your quarterback. So, right. Right. you know, I see a lot of, I see a lot of that in the NFL. This past week, you know, switching quarterbacks and uh, the eagerness to win. But like I said, it's still early in the season. You know what I mean? It's, it's still too early. Second, third game, and you're switching quarterbacks. You know, not, you know, I don't know. I don't understand that. You know, it's something now, new. some of these teams, some of these teams, uh, they're switching for a better purpose. I mean, if you're going to switch, it's better right. switch early. Right. You got in a lot of cases, right. but not in this case. And right, uh, actually, right. Chris Johnson was shut down. He had 16 carries and 34 yards. It's a guy that had right. 
what, 2,200 yards rushing last season. Right, so right, He gets right, shut down. Right. I'm pretty sure everybody on the sideline was starting to panic. Uh, right, Another game right. that went on that I lost on my 10-6 record last. Oh, you had another loss, huh? Yeah, another loss, another loss. And that was the Vikings and the Dolphins. I thought, really, the Vikings are going to do it, at least go one and one. Brett Favre's at home. I thought he'd get a win in there. And the Dolphins' defense just dominated this guy. Far fumbles, has three interceptions. I mean, what do you think about this, Dad? I mean, is it, was it the right decision to bring him back, to go down there and visit him and make him come back? Well, you know, a lot of uh, sports writers pick Miami to uh, be in the playoffs this year. You know, uh, Miami is one of those teams that you really don't pay attention to because they're not the Dolphins of old, you know. And uh, I think people need to start realizing that they are a good team. They are a contender, excellent coaching, young players, and they play hard. You know, last year they were one of those teams that lost by just a little bit of not finishing games. So they are silent killers to me. I'm going to tell everybody you need to be aware of the Dolphins. They're, I think they're a force to be reckoned with. You know, they don't look pretty doing it. They don't have a lot of big-name stars, but they do find a way to win, and they play as a team. And this defense actually shut down Adrian Peterson on, right. um, uh, in, the, in the red zone. They actually ran the ball six straight times to get into the end zone and got stopped every time by this defense. And it's not hard to stop a guy like AP in the red zone. Right. We all know that. Beth Fowler, like, he should have practiced. <laughs> he came late. Yeah. He didn't practice. <laughs> yeah. He didn't show up. And the age is starting to kick in. You know, the older you get, you know, the the body don't take much. So it's, I, it's, I, it's yet to be determined. I don't see him finishing the, the whole season. Uh, but who knows? He's resilient. You know, he takes the punishment, but I bet he wished he had stayed at home, you know, probably know about the eighth and ninth week of the year. He yeah, I know he would right, have stayed right. after that Dolphins game. Right. And then, you know, I remember last year it took Brett a little while to kind of warm up. Oh, yeah. Week three, yeah, yeah. he threw that big touchdown against the 49ers at the very end. Right. And kind of right. got a swagger back. Now, you notice the body language of Brett is totally different than it was oh, last year. Last year. Uh, right, last year right. he was running down the field, making blocks putting guys on the shoulder, and you don't see that from right. Brett. You don't see that boy, no, uh, no. I love to play the game from Brett anymore. Right. He, I right. saw him walking into the uh, game on the pregame show. He's limping. He's walking right. slow, you know, and, and then it didn't look like the same guy that was uh, uh, a man playing the kids game last year, and I think that's a lot to be said. You can always read somebody's body language and know that they're not happy. Now, he doesn't have right. uh, a receiver in Sidney Rice. Percy Harvin is week to week. Right. And, I mean, he just he just doesn't have the weapons out there like he had last year, and he's paying for it. Well, you know, when you get close to 40, Rodney, you still think you can do the stuff you did in your 30s. You know, your mind says one thing, but your body says another. Uh, I think Brad is starting to realize that. And I guarantee you, and you can put this in the books, he won't be back next year. <laughs> this will be his last year. Yeah, I don't think he wants to put himself through that again. So, uh, but but long as you have Brett Paul, you have a chance. He scares the arm, and I think when he gets some of his receivers back and the team start to jail, 
you know, you always have Adrian Peterson you can get the ball to, you know, and uh, once they get going, I see him winning some games. But I don't think he can make the whole season. You know, that's that's a long season. You know, it's a long way to go. You know, we'll, and every we'll hit. a lot about this uh, 2-0 Dolphins team next week when they right. play the Jets. Yeah. yeah we'll Keep your eye on the Dolphins. Too. Keep your eye on the Dolphins. They're solid killers. Nobody talks a lot about the Dolphins, but they always find a way to win, and they beat good teams. They do be good teams. They play as a team. No big stars, but they're really good teams. A decent quarterback. Uh, they're, they're a young team, and uh, watch out for the Dolphins. And let's go to another 2-0 team, a surprise 2-0 team. The wow, Tampa Bay Buccaneers put up 20 points I'm against shocked. the Panthers, 20-7. to uh, Matt Moore did start this game. It went for 6 for 16, 125 yards and one TD. And uh, Josh Freeman, second-year player Josh Freeman, 12-24, 178 yards, two TDs. Uh, Cadillac Williams only rushed for 51 yards and 27 carries, so he was shut down. But then D'Angelo Williams only rushed for 54 yards and 17 carries. He gets shut down also. And the Bucks, I mean, the first two of them start in five years. I mean, uh, this is a young team. And it's another scary team, too, especially in the NFC South. If they're 2-0, and then you still got a team like the Falcons, you still got a team like the uh, Saints, the NFC South could be the one to sneak a wild card in there this year. Well, you, I, I think they got a, a real surgeon in Miami when LeBron went down. I think it fired up the whole town. Seems that way. But, but uh, if you notice, Tampa Bay, the last part of last season, we're winning games. Right. You know, uh, I think they took up where they left off. Uh, in the off season, they uh, got better. And uh, they're, they're another young team. And uh, Tampa Bay has always been a hard-hitting team. And uh, it's, it's surprising to me that they're 2-0, but it's yet to be determined, you know, what kind of team they are. You know, and, uh, we'll know about week six. You know, and right. they beat some good teams, but uh, they look pretty good. I'm I'm shocked. You know, I'm one of those yeah. that yeah. didn't believe that. You know, but uh, who knows? This season looks like it's turned out to be a really a big surprise. If you ask me today who would be in the playoffs, I I couldn't tell you at this right. point. You know, who knows? Yeah, you know, in the season, it's a good thing about the NFL. So much parity, and it always starts out right. uh, this way. Right. We always know in the end. Uh, what's going right. to happen. And this is actually a game that I won. I picked this game. Right. I picked the Buccaneers to beat the Panthers. And I won this game. Like A game I did lose, and I don't know what I was thinking. I got built into the hype with Pete Curl and the college atmosphere and picked the Seahawks, and they got drilled by the Broncos, uh, 31-14. Right. A team that I know you secretly really love and want to win is this Broncos team. And uh, Cal yeah, Orton for 307 yards, two TDs, 25 or 35. And Cal Orton basically lit him up this time, man. Yeah, I think Cal Orton found new life in Denver. Uh, Chicago, I don't think they fit his system. You know, quarterback, uh, he didn't fit in with Chicago, but he went to Denver and like he found a found a youth. Uh, Broncos has always been my team. I'm an old Orange Crush fan from, uh, Airway days. 
I really like the coach. Uh, I like the team. They they do give you 100%. Uh, anytime, win or lose, you get a team to go out and play their butt off. You know what I mean? You always have a chance. Mm-hmm. So kudos to the Broncos. Yeah. But that was a good win for them. They beat the Seattle team. that was pretty high on themselves. Right. Uh, after week right. one, after demolishing uh, the 49ers week one. And they actually had four turnovers, and that was a, see, that was the key to this game. Anytime you right. got four turnovers, it's hard to win when you uh, lose okay. the turnover battle. Another game that I actually picked, and I was giving the giving this team some credit. I didn't think they go 0-2, uh, especially against a team as sorry as the Raiders. But the Rams end up losing a close game, 16-14 to to the Oakland Raiders. Sam Bradford, I'm still pretty impressed by this guy. I didn't give oh, him yeah, a lot of credit starting the season. I thought coming off an injury like that, I just couldn't see how he could just click the switch on after not really playing a full year of college football and right. jumping in the NFL. But those two TDs uh, has 167 yards. And to me, what's lacking for the Rams is, this, is Steven Jackson. Where is Steven Jackson? I don't this guy know. Hasn't broken the hundred yard barrier yet. Where is yeah, Stephen right. Jackson at? Well, if he get on track and with the Bradford playing the way he is, I look for him to win. But I think they're about two years away from being a contender. You know, uh, uh, St. Louis is like building a whole new team. You know, they broke it down. They lost a couple of key players last year. So uh, I think they're two years away. But they got a solid foundation in Bradford. I think Bradford is the future of St. Louis. So we'll, we, we will see. Uh, and St. Louis was winning this game until the coach took out uh, Jason Campbell, the guy they traded right. for, and put in Greg Kowski. And Greg Kowski leads the team past the Raiders. So we'll see what happens next week, who's going to start for this Raiders team. Uh, Greg Kowski right. went 11 for 22, 162 yards. Darren McFadden had 145 yards rushing. Where has that been for the last year? And I just still say Stephen Jackson, although he's on my fantasy team, needs to get his butt in gear. I need to see 100 yards, a consistent Oh, yeah. Stephen, if you well, he, 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 he'll get a couple of 100-yard games, trust me, before the season over. So it's not a bad pick. You know, it's just the rest of the team getting together. Once they get together, they will win a couple of games. But yeah, I think they're about two years away. You got a running back, you got a quarterback. There's something to build on. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then you got the Chargers beating up on the Jaguars, 38 to 13. Uh, Phillip Rivers, they finally turned the light on uh, after losing to Kansas City in Kansas City. And Phillip Rivers went 22 for 29, 334 yards and three TDs. Uh, Tober rushes for two TDs. Ryan Matthews gets hurt come out come out of the game, and then Floyd had one reception. I mean, three receptions for one TD. So the Chargers look like they're back on track. Put up a bunch of points against a, a Jaguars team that used to be known for defense, but the uh, Chargers defense was back on track and forcing six turnovers from the Jaguars. You just can't win when you have six turnovers. Oh yeah, and that first game was from San Diego, a lot better than that show. The first game. Uh, they're back on track. Uh, they are scary. And, and if they ever get going, look out, with you know, because they're, they're a solid ball club. As long as you have Phillip Rivers, you got a chance. Right, right. 
And the uh, Sunday night game, of course, the Manning Bowl, as we like to call it, the game that only happens once every four years. And the right. Colts do exactly what I thought they'd do and beat up on the Giants, 38-14. Right. Giants don't even score to the second half of the game. Uh, Manning, um, Eli Manning, I should say, went 13-24, uh-huh. 161 yards, two TDs. And Big Brother Payton went 20-26 for 26 for 255 yards and three TDs. Now, it's something to be said whenever you can play your little brother or your older brother. Right. You're always going to beat up on your little brother. Yeah. 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 And that was a good game to watch. I mean, it's entertaining. Although I knew the coach would just overmaster the Giants. The Giants defense, I'm not impressed. Not one bit. I'm really not impressed. And, you know, one thing about the Giants, they're always going to play – uh, they're gonna play the NFC West team, NFC East teams, uh, close into the vest every time. So we'll see what happens right. when they start playing within their division. Yeah. Well, the Giants are a team that I, I, you know, you really can't put a finger on. Uh, the game they supposed to win, they don't. The game, you know what I mean? And the game they don't win, you know, that that that's how they are. So I really don't know uh, that they're. On paper, and and from last year, they're a really good team, but it's one of those situations where the little bro- big brother picks on the little brother. So yeah. that's going to always happen. It's always been like that in history. Uh, but uh far as the East, uh, I think they will be up there in the top two or three teams in the East. And you really can't count the Jazz out because you don't know what team's going to show up. Yeah, you know. Cool. That is true. And always they always got a home for the bench when it comes to those cold up there in right. New York. So we'll see what happens. Now this game, Royce, now me and you watched the ending of this game and I honestly thought this was gonna be the game of the year until we saw what we saw last night. Uh the game of the week until we saw what we saw last night. And that was the two and old Texans come from nowhere and seventeen point deficit. Yeah, and beat the Redskins. Now, we right. watched the end of this game. We watched the end of this game. Now, you had two quarterbacks in this game go for over 400 yards passing. We now went 28 for 38, 426. And Shaw, out of nowhere, goes 38 to 52, 38 to 52 for 497 yards and three TDs. Both quarterbacks played the game of their life. Somebody had to win. But I got to give my hat, my uh, tip my hat off to Houston. Uh, last year this team couldn't have done that, wouldn't have done that, but I think the win over the coach gave them confidence, and I I was almost ready to call it quit. And it was two minutes left in the game. They drove back, scored, tied the game up. I mean, came back from 17 points out. I thought the game was over. Mac, Donovan McNabb hadn't played that good in years. And I really thought that they had won. But I guess Houston has learned how to win in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know what? We had a call last week. They called in, okay. talked about the Texans, told us the Texans were the team to right. watch. Right, uh, and heard what's going to happen. He told us about that, and I, I know he's going to have to call in today to, let us, to make us eat our words. Now, you right. were riding with the Texans. I was hard on them. I ain't going to lie. I didn't think they were going to be able to do what they were going to do, but they did. 
And um, I, I don't know what to say about this team, really. I don't know if it's a fluke. I don't know if they're the real deal or they have an American season. I don't know. So I'm, I'm really trying to put my finger on these Texans and see what's going on. Now, I, I watched this game. I thought for sure the Redskins had this game won. All right. Ronnie, if you go back and run the tape for the first show, Houston was one of my picks. Okay. So, See, there you go. There you go. You jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Right. No, no, I'm not. If you go back, if you go back to the first show, run the tape of my picks, and I think I have it on paper, which I will show you as evidence. Houston was one of my picks to win the stop because right. you go. You jump on the bandwagon too. No, 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 no. We go. Yeah, we we'll have to go back and check the first show. Okay. Well, well, well why you look? Why don't you go find your paper? And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a real Houston fan on the phone. We're getting a call from seven one three, so let's see what this is gonna oh, be. Okay. Alright, I right. go find the paper. Alright. Yeah, let's see. You on the uh, R Sports Radio show. What's going on, man? It's Joe from Houston, Texas. The hey home Joe. The, home home of the two and O Texans. How y'all doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now Joe, you my witness. Who did I pick last week? Last week he was he was pretty much saying the Texans was gonna do it, man. I remember him there saying. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Joe, y'all celebrating down in Houston? Oh well, yeah, man. Actually, I'm right now. I'm in Dallas in the in, in enemy oh, territory, okay. so I'm watching where I'm walking. But, <laughs> but there's, there's definitely a lot of celebrating going on in Houston, and a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of bandwagon <laughs> jumping on. But we 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 <laughs> cool cool. Now right. let me ask you something. I know now I know you watched this game, um, so I, I know you saw some of the stuff that I saw. Now you tell me, okay? Now to me, the Texans are having th- this magical season. Okay, first of all, they beat a team they ain't beat but once in 16 games. Okay, uh-huh. and they come from behind a 17-point deficit to beat a good Redskins team at home. I mean, you tell me, is this their magical season? Am I looking at a fluke or am I looking at the real deal? Man, it's like it's like the Wizard of Oz, man. It's like they they finally they were going down the yellow brick road and they finally found what they was missing. They finally got that heart. You know what I'm saying? It was like they always had the they would always look good on paper. And like uh, they always say at the beginning of the season, all oh, Texas are gonna be good this year. But they didn't have that heart and that character and it seemed like it's all coming together now, you know, and uh it's I don't think it's a fluke, I don't think it's a hoax, I really think it's a a great team that's uh and I honestly and I'm a realist, I, they're going to the playoffs, man. They're going to the playoffs. I'm not trying to say that they're gonna go undefeated or anything like that, but I'm saying that they got what it takes to get to the playoffs and really be a contender this year. Now now I now I have to play devil's advocate here real quick. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Average Texans fan, okay. Now did the Houston win this game or did the Redskins lose this game? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Texans won the game. Did uh, the Dallas like non-win the okay, two games that they lost? We're not talking about Dallas. We're not talking about Dallas. Okay, we talking about no, no, they, they, they won the game. They won the game, and I give it to Coach for uh, icing, <laughs> icing the kicker because if he wouldn't have called that timeout, that fifty-two yarder would have been good. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And, now, that, now that rule, that rule was put in place, I guess, for y'all to get this win, because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because uh, oh, oh. he he made that kick, he made that oh, kick. Okay. But that was first, a smart move. 
and you want to talk about rules and refs and stuff, it seemed like we was going, we was playing the refs too because they was kept trying to challenge our plays, you know. And every time we do, so, like especially towards the end of the game, it was like they was on going challenge crazy. So it wasn't like we wasn't just getting all the good looks. Let me tell you something, Rodney. If you think about it, Houston has had the best receiver, Andre Johnson. The last couple of years, they they always had a decent running back. They just learned to get a winning attitude. Once you get a winning attitude with the talent they have, of course now they're going to win. They're going to win a lot more games. Houston is always knocked on that door. Exactly. If you go back the last two seasons, every game they lost was less than seven points. Am I right, Joe? Yeah, there's always been close games, and like yeah, especially last close season. Games. Yeah, and last right. season, especially when when we played the the Colts, I think the both Colts? those times right. we could have won it by right. a field goal, or when we right. played the Titans as well. It was right. the same thing, real close games, and it really was Chris Brown missing those missing those uh, field goals, but he yeah. he's gone, right. so I'm not tripping off that. But it's it's always like I said, we've always had that team, yeah. but like I said, they got that heart now, so that's it's gonna be yeah. interesting season. Okay, now, and they've now, been playing this team for, for two or three years, yeah. starting with the number one draft pick. Remember, they picked the defensive end. They've been building this team for the last two years. This year, they last year they knocked on the door. This year, they kicked the door in, buddy. Well, hey, so you better get ready. Game. Is this the second game, okay? And Matt Schaub is not going <laughs> to throw for 497 yards, three touchdowns again in his career. Okay. I don't. I don't understand why you act like Matt Shaw wasn't great last season. Right. He was great. He was great last season, but but he's not going to throw for four hundred ninety-seven yards. If they if they relying on him to throw for that many yards to win, then it's not going to happen. Okay. Part he don't two have of that to, they had a four to ten. They had a four to ten hail mary play. Okay. That don't have to. Please. Next Sunday. Please. Please. Next Sunday, 
Are we gonna are we looking at a team that's our that's 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 gonna come back for against the Cowboys team? Okay, first of all, okay, like I said before, they found the heart. But going back to how you were addressing the question in the first place, like the Cowboys right. aren't are on two right now. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the Cowboys right now. That's right. not really a good right. word. And so That's an easy it, game. How about it, it needs to be, are the Cowboys going to be able to come back when they down 24-0 right. in the fourth quarter? That's what right. I want to know. Because right. Right. They, they, the Cowboys need to prove something to me right now. You know, all that stuff, everybody's talking all that stuff at the beginning, like, oh, that's Super right, Bowl bound. Right, right, I need to see right. it because I'm not seeing it right now. You know what, Rodney, the Cowboys have to win. Houston doesn't have to win. So it's a big difference. Cowboys lose, they 0-3. If Houston they lose, they 2-1. Big difference. Yeah, the, Cow- the Cowboys have to win or they're going to repo that stadium. They need to pay it. So they need to do something. Okay, we're gonna see what's gonna happen, man. But I, I will congratulate Texas. I will congratulate the Texans on a good win. Okay, I swallow my pride. Okay, I put my foot in my mouth. Okay, and the Texans had a good win, but I'm just telling you right now. Okay, I think they're setting you up and other Texans fans for a letdown when it comes to the playoffs. This is my opinion. That's my. Oh, opinion. That's, that's, that's good, man. And, and honestly, I don't see the the Cowboys playing three, you know, bad games. So I think it's gonna be a good game, and we'll just uh, we'll just see who's a, who's the victor. All right, man. Yeah. Listen, I expect I expect the call from you next week when y'all get y'all first loss. <laughs> uh, y'all know about the loss, but you're gonna get that call, though, man. Yeah, hey, right. breaking news right now! I just heard a key reluctant one is going to John to Houston, Texas. What do you think about that? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that, that's our new kicker right there, so we can make those fifty two yards. Uh, we gonna see about that, but thanks for calling, thanks for listening to me. All right, no problem. Talk to y'all later. All right. Yeah, we'll call next week. All right. I'll, I'll be. I'll call. I'll call. Yeah, matter of fact, I might give person number and talk to you Sunday night. <laughs> Not a problem with you. All right, I appreciate All right. it, man. Now, we knew we was going to get that call today. I don't know why I didn't think I was going to get that call. Yeah, right. I think you put your foot in the mouth on that one. But, yeah, yeah like well, I said. I can be man enough to admit it, and, I, and it's going to be even more pleasurable for me next Tuesday to come on here and, and tell you all the ways and go play by play how we beat the Texans on Sunday. So I'm okay. just waiting for that day. But do you agree that Dallas has to win this game? You agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. 100%. You can't. You can't go into the bye week going three. You can't go into the bye week going three. You know, and and remember last year, the Cowboys beat the Saints, but the Saints still won the Super Bowl. You remember that? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Okay, but Dallas has to win. Houston, they're still in their division. Just keep your Texans hat on. That's all I got to tell you. Keep your Texans hat on, okay? And I keep my okay, Cowboys hat well, on. Okay, well, I'm a Texan anyway, whether it's Dallas, Houston, or whatever, I'm still a Texan. That's what I'm saying. You can't straddle the fence. You can't straddle the fence. Oh, there's no fence. That's 300 miles of, of, of land between here and Houston. There's no fence. It's wide open space. There's no fence. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the game ended up being the uh, <laughs> the game ended up being uh, the game of the weekend was last night, and um, I know everybody got a chance to see this game. If you didn't stay up late, I know you saw it all day 
on Sports Center or, or read about it in the paper, but the Saints yeah. and the 49ers. I mean, who would have thought that the 49ers would put up four turnovers, okay, but then you have a guy like Alex Smith, who you say grew up uh, in that game yesterday, actually outthrowed Drew Brees. Alex Smith became a man last night. They showed me that they are a contender, even though they lost. You take away the four turnovers, they easily beat the Saints. But the Saints know how to win. And I, they are the Super Bowl champs. It don't have to be pretty, but a win's a win. Yeah, and we've got people already calling in, lining up for this Cowboys roundtable. It should be pretty good. But on this game last night, I honestly thought the Saints would probably walk all over these guys. But the 49ers did show me something, especially on defense. They held the Saints when they needed to hold them, although they didn't do nothing in that last drive. Uh, but they did keep the game close. It was 25-22, and the offense showed me even more than the defense did. They drove the ball down the field. The Niners uh, actually uh, tied this game up with a minute and 18 seconds left, but that's just too much time for Drew Brees. That's just too much time for a team that's been playing together that long and actually uh, had a chance to win a Super Bowl and go all the way as a team, and that was just too much time for the 49ers, although – Although they did block their kick at the very end. I mean, I give them credit for that. They did block their kick, but it just it went ahead and went through. It was just the same time to win. Now, you saw this game. I mean, do you, t- do you think this was the best game of the weekend? I think that was the best game of the week. I, I would rate this as the game of the week. And uh, that was a freak tip that the ball went over the goal line. I really thought they had blocked it. But like I said, Saints all the champions. And they found a way to win. It was ugly. A hell of a game. Without the four turnovers, I would get it to San Francisco. I still predict San Francisco to make the win their division. I think they got on the right track last night. And uh, personally, I think they outplayed New Orleans. But like I said, New Orleans, uh, the big horseshoe on their foot, uh, uh, rabbit's foot in their pocket, whatever you want to call it. But a win's a win. They are two and zero. Uh, they are the Super Bowl champs. Did somebody beat them? Yeah, you still go. You still going with this team to be in the Super Bowl again? Well, I'm not going with the Cowboys. That's for sure. Okay, okay. Let's get in. Let's go ahead and have this discussion now. Let's get into these Cowboys right now. Now I've got a few issues I got with the Cowboys too. So I'm not. I'm not saying everything is our gravy in Dallas. Don't get me wrong. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Cowboys team. Now, when we get into these Cowboys, now you tell me. Now you saw the game. It's like I saw the game. Who? Why did we lose this game? Why did we lose this game? Who are we gonna put the blame on? So I want all the callers to call in for the Cowboys segment. I need to know who are you blaming for this loss? Are we blaming the same people we blamed in Week One, which we all agree was Jason Garrett? Was that bad play call that they made at the end of the half? Um, Alex Barron for the holding penalty. I mean, who are we blaming for this game? And I'm going to tell you something right off the bat. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. This team is not being coached. Point blank, plain, and simple. Now, I know the players have to play the game, but someone's got to coach this team. The only person I saw on the sidelines trying to get the guys amped up, trying to give them a chance to win, was Jerry. That was the only guy. 
Well, guy you know, showing any emotion. Well, you know, Rodney, even when the coach called a bad game, the players still had to play. And what I saw was the disarray among the Cowboys. I know they had a team meeting on Monday. What team has a team meeting on the second game of the year? That's a problem right there. They don't have any continuity. I don't see any hustle. I don't see anybody stepping up to to make a play, uh, y'all have three running backs. Nobody plays the whole game. How can you have three running backs and they can't get a continuity for the game when they're in and out of the game all day? And I don't understand that. Last year they were good running team. They had three good backs. Everybody gained almost a thousand yards, two rushes. And there's something wrong with the organization when you have three good running backs and one doesn't play the entire game. Uh, Tony Romo is frazzled. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, play calling is awful. Wade Phillips is not a motivator. Uh, if I was Jerry Jones, Monday morning, somebody would have been fired, even if it was just a kicker. I mean, it's awful. You can go out and get a kicker. So the, the Cowboys were just, are just hype. You know, I think by the people predicting them to go to the Super Bowl, got to their heads, it's not automatic win. You have to still go out and play the game. You have to earn a Super Bowl berth. And if you don't play like Super Bowl contenders, nowhere in the world you'd be a Super Bowl contender. I don't look for the Cowboys to go 8-8. Eight and eight. That's my prediction. I had them 9-7. Now it's 8-8. Eight and eight. And I'm down that right now. But this Cowboy team is in trouble. If they lose Sunday, it's over. The season's over with. Yeah. And you look at him on paper, Romo threw for 374 yards. But he had those two picks, which a lot of people say wasn't his fault. Now, one of my will pin on him, he threw it behind Jason Witten. The other pick, it did bounce off of Miles Austin to the hands of a defender. But then against his Bears defense, you can't make no mistakes. This defense no. has always been good. It's always been the type to capitalize on your mistakes. You can't make mistakes like that. So I put some of this loss on Tony Romo, okay? Another problem I had, okay, you, we run the first series of the game. We go three and out, okay? We come back in, short yard is down, and who's playing tackle for the Cowboys? Marcus Spears. You got a defensive end, a defensive lineman, playing tackle for the for, for the offensive line. Now, I, I, like we said last week, Jason Garrett put out all the tricks, ran out of plays, Make sure everybody touched the ball last week. Now here he is bringing in Marcus Spears to be your block on short yard short yardage uh, attempts. Where is this offensive okay. line we kept hearing about all all off season? Now that they're back, now that they're healthy, why do we have to have Marcus Spears out there to block in short yardage situations? Well, that goes to show you that the team is in disarray. And then you come out in the first quarter and kick a onside kick. That sounds like a team that's in desperation. Who has kicked the onside kick in the first quarter? You know, especially I don't understand onside, that. Especially the onside kick right after you run. Uh, Des Bryant gets his first touchdown of his NFL career, runs back a punt. I'm, I'm excited right. about that. I'm crunk about that. The man gets shot out of a cannon, burns everybody, leads down the field, and here you come back with this guy that's supposed to be your specialist and kicking the ball into the end zone, getting the touchback, leads the league in touchbacks, and here you go. But you putting actually, you, you actually you're not even letting the man kick it into kick it out there. 
you're giving them a push punch. I don't understand that. What, what, what's the what's the deal with that? And on top of that, you're not losing the game at that point. I mean, what what was the onside? I can see people behind, you know, kicking onside kicks. The team is in disarray. I, I, I watched that game. I watched the players. I watched the demeanor. Uh, who on the Cowboys, say if it is Tony Romo's fault, who else is going to step up on this team? What Who's going to step up and, and wear themselves to win? Who's going to take over the game personally, you know, and, and, and wear the Cowboys to win? I don't see that on this team. I just don't see it. I think it's a lot of hype by them predicting to be uh, Super Bowl contenders. I, my prayers go out to Jerry. I feel sorry for him. He's done everything he can. Maybe he needs to quit signing these large contracts and start having these players earning on a merit bonuses by their play. You know, something's going to have to be done. But if I was Jerry, I would have fired somebody Monday morning. Tony Dungy is available. I, at what cost it would take? I would have gave him a call Monday morning and said, Tony, what would it take to get you to coach this team? Yeah. And we got callers lined up. Let's get to some of our callers. Everybody wants to weigh in on the Cowboys. Let's see who we got on the line here real quick. You're live on the uh, RS Sports Radio Show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing me on. Uh, um, I, I, You know, pretty much – the only the comment that I want to focus on when it when it comes to the Cowboys is the chemistry I believe hasn't been right since we've been a dynasty due to the over aggressive nature I think of Jerry Jones. You you don't come down onto the field and and use intimidation as a tactic. You, you know, fire somebody. <laughs> the next morning, but there's no need for that. You let your staff do what they're supposed to do, and as long as that mind frame or that mindset is on the field, then the players can't respect the coach, and no coach in his right mind would think about taking a job for the Cowboys as long as you have to deal with that type of owner. There was no reason for, for Jimmy Johnson to have ever left the team. You know, he easily would have, could have had four, maybe five championships straight, I believe. You know, but the problem with the Cowboys now, if you want to focus on the team level, is you have a quarterback that's comfortable. His money is made because Jerry Jones likes to pay the quarterback. He he locks the quarterback in quick. You give him all this money before he's proven himself, and when he's no longer a surprise, he wants to get rid of the ball because he's nervous. Right. So you watch that game. You watched us lose um, to the Washington Redskins uh, in Washington. Okay. You us lose at home to the Chicago Bears. Um, now, you tell me from what you saw on the field, why are we losing these games? Okay. All right. Now, I will agree that in the first game, uh, um, here's what I expected. With Washington has always given us trouble. Number one, their division. Uh, a division team, but they match up well against us. The, your boy Campbell was not seasoned enough to really prevail in, in, in a division that's as tough as this division. I think it's the toughest division in the NFL, if you ask me. But if you look at the seasoning of a player uh, like Donovan and you give him the weapons and a different style of offense, Hey, man, 
he'll pick you apart. So with the with the shoddy coaching and the <laughs> under aggressiveness of our play on both sides of the ball, I think we're out of there. I mean, why would you go to Dance Bryant multiple times on the sideline play? Right. Yeah, we t- we touched on that. We touched on that. Now, what you saw on Sunday, they really didn't force the ball to Dez on Sunday. They tried to open up the playbook somewhat, and it was just too many mistakes. I mean, from what you saw Sunday, I mean, why did we lose Sunday against the Bears? Well, I'll say this. Uh, the, the loss against the Bears, to me, was a combination of the same factors, chemistry not being there. Now, uh, if you ask me, we haven't had a solid run game since the dynasty. Now, I, I really like the fact that they have tried to focus in and make it a three-combination back situation where you can keep fresh legs in there. But we run the same run plays that we ran eight right. years ago. Yeah, right. Who, 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 doesn't, who doesn't know that? I, I mean, people blame Parcells for it, but Parcells had to deal with the ultimate problem, which is Jerry Jones. Now that he has the stadium built, he feels like he can pull the strings and you should stay off the field. What other owner comes down there like that? What other owner comes down there like that? And, and, and what does that say? When you have a team that, that performs poorly on the, on, the, on the team, you have to start at the top and work your way down. Can't nobody fire Jerry Jones. And that's, and that's our true problem. So, you know, you bring in these stool pigeon coaches, that that <laughs> that exhibit your will, and you hire band-aid players, and you know and just big money. Just big money, big, big money, big money. Well, but you know, you know if I was Ray uh, Phillips, the first thing I'd do is no more celebrating after a catch, no more dancing after you tackle right. somebody. I saw that a lot. Yes, your job to catch a pass. 10 yards and get a first down. That's your job to sack a quarterback. You know, all this celebrate. Celebrate if you win the game. All this, you know, and and that to me shows that they're not playing as a team. You know what I mean? I I, I made a sack. I'm going to get up and and bounce around and jump. Well, it's a team sport. You know what I mean? And I don't see the team that's in the Cowboys, and I don't see anybody stepping up to make a play. If I was Jerry, I'd go to the marathon. You'll Pay is based on how, your performance. You know what I mean. Ain't nothing guaranteed to you. Can you have to earn your guarantee? You know what I mean. And everybody's locked in. They're too comfortable. They're too casual. I don't see the right. urgency. But if I don't see it Sunday, and if they don't win Sunday, season's over. With. Well, I say this: here's Sunday. I, 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 when it comes down to playing the Texans. Although I don't feel that they've proven themselves either. You know, here's the thing about an expensive team. You're supposed to start off with the best, uh, uh, choices and picks, uh, uh, and, and you have an opportunity to really recruit an all-star squad, but there's no chemistry there. The team has the gel, and that's what they're beginning to do. You know, this was a lucky win for them. I, I definitely agree, but the Jets is the team to look for in the AFC, in my opinion. Now, when it comes to the game on Saturday with the Cowboys and the Texans, the missing Witten, I think, is the key factor that makes it a coin flip. We're capable of beating them, but 
we've seen no improvement from player play or from or from coaching. So what leads us to believe that we won't make the same mistakes? Right. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think I think really I think with the offensive line coming together. Now this now keep in mind this offensive line hasn't played together since since the first week of training camp. I think them coming together I think the players trying to come together and know what they got to do. I know the locker room, as you can tell, is being split. You got some of them want to get together and meet. Some of them feel like they don't need to meet. They just need to play. So I don't know what to expect, but I expect them to win. That's one thing I do expect them to do. I think they're a better team than the Texans, point blank, period. I think I know the Texans beat the Colts, but that was long overdue. That was a lucky break. I think the Texans beat the Redskins and come from behind, but to me that was a lucky break. And I think they've had their miracle season. And I think right now, I think in the reality, I'm telling you, I'm putting it on paper, I'm putting it on record, I'm putting it on file. We will beat the Texans in Houston to bounce back. Because that's the Cowboys in That's what they do. Come on, man. They get us all in a panic. They lose a couple of games. Then they win a couple of games, and they go right back and lose a couple more. So this is what they do. This is how they this is how they make and break and give you a heart attack throughout the season. Yeah. So I think well, they're gonna I, win the game against the Texans. The like I said, they beat the Saints. Remember? And the Saints yeah. went on to win the Super Bowl. But just like Houston, you know the last the couple last the games they have played, somebody on that team has stepped up and won the game. Whether it be Andre Johnson or the running back, or the quarterback. Somebody on that Houston team has wheeled themselves or put the team on their back as one. I hadn't seen that with the Cowboys. I don't see it. Well, here's the problem when it comes to the passing. When 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 Romo stepped up, and I was a big supporter of him, I was like, yeah, you know, there's something about paying behind Drew Bledsoe that just makes – you know, a quarterback want to just really get out there and play. But he, you have T.O. out there on the field who is still respected as a speed threat right, and, right. and as a high-jumping threat. So regardless of how many passes he dropped, that's a double-team situation. And right. when you don't have that caliber of a player to focus in on, yeah, you can drop shoulder pads all day long on Patrick Creighton. I think it was a right. mistake to let him go. I think he had right. some of the best right. hands. But he wasn't utilized correctly. Right, right, and, right. And, you know, Roy, hey, man, since the days of the Longhorns, I just haven't <laughs> seen the fire in him. No, 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 no. <laughs> and him and Romo can't get on the same page. It's like they one's on 28 and the other's on 34, you know. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Carl, I want you to stay with us real quick because you bring up an interesting point. you one of the first ones to call in to uh, – actually put some of the blame on Jerry Jones. That's an interesting point. I'm going to grab another caller real quick before we run out of time. Uh, so stay where you at, caller. Um, you're live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Hello, caller. Hello, Rodney? Yeah, this is this is me. Hey, Rodney, it's David. Hey, David, how you doing? Hey, pretty good, man, pretty good. Hey, uh, pretty good show so far, man. Thank you, man. Hey. I appreciate you listening. Hey, you know what I think it boils down to for for the Cowboys? Two things, man, two things. Overconfidence and lack of identity. 
Okay. There you go. Number one, Des Bryant, Des Bryant runs back a touchdown or runs back a punt for a touchdown. The very next play, man, come on, the onside kick. <laughs> and then the Bears run, and then the Bears shove it down our throats to go right back up. Right. I mean, yeah. there's no, there is no identity on this team. You look at the, I mean, if you look at the last season, you look at all the uh, championship teams in the AFC and in, uh, the NFC championship games. Then you look at the Super Bowl. Okay, you got the Saints. That's Drew Brees' team. I mean, it's not Pierre Thomas. It's not Reggie Bush. It's not any of the receivers. Right. It's Drew Brees. Right. Right. You look at the Colts. That's Peyton's team. You know, I mean, right. it's it's on Peyton. You look at right. the Jets. They're identity. They're a smash mouth football team. I mean, they will hit you in the mouth. You know, I mean, if you're right. going to play that, you're going to play the Jets. Get ready, get hit. Right. And if you look at, I, I mean, just every single day. I mean, or go back and look at the Patriots. I mean, that's Tom Brady's team. Right. You know, right. there's right. no there's no identity. Actually, the identity of the Cowboys team, like the the previous caller, is Jerry Jones. He ain't yeah. the player. You're right. Yeah. You're right. The, the Cowboys are great at making money, great right. at making money. But they're, they're right. the most valuable team in sports. But right. you can't win football games based on the owner. I mean, the owner right. Jerry did a great job of putting putting together a team with star players all throughout. But you don't have an identity. You know, who's when the game's on the line, who is that ball going to? Because right. is it Romo? Is it going to be a Barber? Is it going to be Felix? Right. Is it going to be is it going to be Tashar Joyce? Who's it going to be? Right. Now, that's right, an interesting right. point of view. I mean, I, I want to dive into that because you're, you're basically saying that this team doesn't have an identity, and we always have been discussing the fact that the team has uh, three bunny backs, okay? There's no feature back, uh, number right. one. So who who we going to have about? You're absolutely correct. Then we don't know who's our go-to guy when we're throwing the ball. We're trying to force it to Dez. We're trying to force it to Jason Witten. We're trying to get Miles his shine. And he's the only one that's really playing. Bennett, Right, so we got all these weapons, all these options. So who's really to blame for now utilizing and putting together a scheme that's going to allow us to win and not be 0-2? Now, now my blame is going solely on the coaching staff because they're the ones that have this talent, but they can't harness it, they can't put the game plan together, they can't give the team identity uh, to really want to win the game. I don't really blame Jerry. I like Jerry. So it's hard for me to blame Jerry. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and you look at you you go back to week one. I mean, it's it's a completely different team that we were in, in week one from from week two. You know, I mean, week one, oh, yeah. you know, everybody's talking about the the short passes to uh, uh, to right. Des Bryant, the short, right. you know, trying right. to trying to get Romo protected. Right. All of a sudden, you right. get your lineman back in game two, and you still don't know what to do. You know, it's 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 right now. I mean, it's just ugly. It's just ugly. They can't they can't figure out they can't figure out what to do. I mean, that's and that's what happens. You know, I mean, you look at. You look at some of the great basketball teams too. You know, I mean, you put too many stars on on one court, and you don't know who the, who the go-to guy is. Right, that's true. That's and you, true. And, and you know, get the, get the ball in the hands. Right now, the star is Miles Austin. Get the ball in the oh, hands yeah. of the stars. Big stars make big plays in big situations. You know, and and, and same way with T.O. You know, T.O. was a star last year. I mean, he was a big-time player. You got to get the ball into your best player's hands. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to spread the ball around. I saw Bennett catching passes. You know what I mean? They tried every trick in the book, and the tricks are not working. Like I said, smash, hard-nosed football, you know, do win game. I, I just don't see it. I don't see anybody. I don't see the effort. I don't see the extra mile. 
I don't, you know, I I just don't see it with this team. I, I don't see anybody stepping up. You know, they they all got these big fat salaries. You know, everybody signed long term big fat money. You know, salaries, and it's something happens to them when they get these big contracts. What is it about Dallas? You know, are they comfortable? You know, are they just happy with making well, money? Well, you, got, you, have, you have to understand that a lot of these guys' uh, dreams, like a guy like Des Bryant, is to be a Cowboy. Cowboys are a marquee team. That's something that's been instilled before Jerry got here, and Jerry just kind of made the story even bigger than what it already was, so I can understand that. Uh, but, David, I want to ask you a quick question because I know you're a little biased based on your <laughs> fantasy team, okay? Do the Texans beat the Cowboys next week? Does Aaron Foster run for 200-plus yards against the Cowboys next week? No, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think he runs for 200-plus yards. I mean, okay, here's you – know, you know, I am a little biased because I, I got Romo in and I got Foster on my team. <laughs> Right. I think Foster's going to put up. Foster is definitely going to put up some solid numbers. I mean, he's definitely going to put up some solid numbers. But if you can, the biggest the biggest question though is, can you stop the passing attack? I mean, because last year and this year and in, in the the Washington game, you know, Schaub and, and Johnson, my God, I mean, they they right. tore them up yeah. just like they did yeah. the, the teams all season. You know, exactly. If you can make them, if we can make them a one dimensional team. I mean, the Cowboys have a shot. Any team in the NFL, if you make a one team a one-dimensional team, you can tear them up. But right. the question is, you know, if you make them a one-dimensional team, can you take advantage of that and utilize all your weapons? I mean, right now, again, I mean, it's just you, you don't you don't know where to go. I mean, it's the Cowboys, and, and I agree with you. I mean, I mean, it's it's the coaching staff. I mean, they they outthink themselves every single game. You got so much weapons. And the one word for the Cowboys right now, in my mind, is they're they're cute. They're really cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can yeah. you, yeah. you can almost right. guess guess their play. Yeah. Right. You can right. almost right. guess their play because it's right. what am I what am I supposed to do right here? Okay. Right. I know you I know you think you're uh, I'm going to do this, so let me do this. Right. But then you right. might think that, so let me go back to this, and you can guess their right. play every single right. time. Right. Right. That's true. That's true. You're right. So the team. So the teams in the field that you've watched. In the first two uh, weeks of the season, although it's still early, who do you think is really going to come out the NFC East? Is it going to be the Cowboys? Are they going to turn it around? Are we going to see Mike Vick lead the Philadelphia Eagles back uh, to the playoffs? Or Giants. are you going to see the Giants? Are you going to see the uh, Redskins with McNabb? You know, to be, to be perfectly honest, I, I think the Giants probably have a leg up right now because the Giants are the Giants. They're still they're the same team. They still got Eli back there. You know, I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You still got most of the same offensive line. The defense still looks solid. Um, I mean, it's. It, I think. I think the Giants are probably the team to beat. Dallas has the most upside potential. Oh, I mean, you can't really get any downside potential with Owen too. But uh, uh, you know, the 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 Eagles, the Eagles and, and the Redskins. I mean, they're the, the Redskins. Oh, okay. Come on! I mean, that was that was a lucky win. All right, okay, that was, right. that was just the Cowboys right. making too many mistakes, just like in right. in game two, you know. So right. when when you don't know what you're what you're doing, and you don't know exactly what your game plan is, and you don't know exactly who your go-to people are, you make mistakes because right. everybody's right. trying to do something. And when everybody right. tries to do something, you you will make mistakes. You know, you don't play your you don't fit your roles. Everybody's trying to make a play. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I think hands down right now is the it's. The, the Giants are the most solid team. Yeah. And right in your secondary, kind of, and Jenkins hurt. 
Well, no, Jenkins is actually uh, going to be playing in week three. I found it out today. Uh, Jason okay. Wynn is going to come back from his concussion and play week three also. So okay. we'll be a full steam. Offensive line will be gelling. And I'm telling you guys, when y'all listen next Tuesday, I'm going to have uh, horns, a band. Okay, we're going to do it real big because we're going to get our first win of the season. We're going to beat a good Houston Texans team, and everything's going to be calm, and the ship's going to be back on the water. So I think that's what's well, going to happen. This is my opinion. Well, may I make a suggestion? Go get a band in New Orleans. You're going to have a funeral march. <laughs> you, need, you need a new Louisiana jazz band to play your funeral march because if they lose, it's going to be yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a funeral, <laughs> All right, and uh, thank I want to thank David for calling in, man. I appreciate that, man. Hey, thanks, Roddy. I appreciate you for having me on, man. All right, all right, Dave. Bye. All right, take it easy, guys. Right. So you predicting the Cowboys to win, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm a predicting the win. Now this is Tuesday, okay? So I, I have another show between now and Sunday, but right now I got these guys winning. But before we sign off, uh, it's been a great show, a power pack show. Oh, yeah. I'm going to touch on just right. a few things that are happening uh, right now, too. Uh, the Redskins have released Larry Johnson, uh, so he's back out there on the market. I don't know if we need a fourth running back, but, hey, we got three already. And they released him for going basically five carries for two yards against the Texans. So I think he got to be cut after that. So my advice to Jerry, if you're listening, yeah, I'm going to email this show to you, okay, so you can hear what I'm about to say. Jerry, go get a kicker. Period. You should have did that week one. Just go get a kicker. If he's 41, who cares? Just go get somebody that can kick a 44-yard field goal, please. Just go get a kicker. Anybody. I don't care you who go he is. Go get a soccer player. You go get a soccer player. I don't care who he is. Get him from the burn. I don't right. care. Just go get a kicker before the game on Sunday. Please go get a kicker. And just real quick, we touched on a quick NBA note. Uh, the Carmelo thing is still pretty much going on. Uh, they actually had a trade to come down the pipeline today. Melo going to uh, the New Jersey Nets for about four players, one of them being the third-round pick, Derek Favors, or third pick of the draft, Derek right. Favors, and also Troy Humphrey and Chris Humphreys, Troy Murphy and Chris Humphreys, and a future pick. So we'll see what happens on that. I don't see Carmelo going to New Jersey. I thought yeah, he was Devin sounds pretty good, but it's just not marquee. I don't see him going All to right. New Jersey, but who knows what happened. And actually, uh, Scottie Pippen had a quick quote today. He said that he doesn't approve of the Bulls trading Joe Kim Noah uh, to Denver to bring in Carmelo. He said it's too much of a big gamble. So uh, basically, right. Scottie Pippen doesn't want uh, Melo to be in Chicago. So we'll see about that. And we'll see what okay. happens. I'm going to bring back on uh, the caller from early real quick. So let me get a quick uh, wrap-up real quick. Carla, are you there? I'm here. All right. So what do you think about someone did call in and agree with your viewpoint about Jerry? Any one of the last remarks and the last thing you want to say? You know, I'll just say that this, this game is going to be a coin flip. If we beat them, definitely happy because I'm a Cowboy fan. But we'll see. And we well, at least y'all win the Texas Bowl if you do win. You at least win the Texas Bowl. I'll give you that. We'll see. And well, I'll say this. As, as, as far as the division goes, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt real quick. As far as the division goes, 
I think that we can still win the division as long as we beat New York. Right, right, right. And Billy. Yeah, we can't get uh, Philly at Michael Vick. I like Michael Vick. I like what he's doing to Philly, too. Yeah, you like, win those two we'll games. If you beat I Washington, we'll be if you beat New York and Philly, you do win a division, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's pretty much so. If you beat those two teams, you will win a division. You and know, speaking of, that, uh, that's Giants, a big if. Uh, speaking of the Giants, uh, uh, Brandon Jackson was fined ten grand for tossing his helmet in the stands in the, in the Manning Bowl uh, Sunday night. So I'm not right. sure you guys got a chance to see that, but the NFL did find him ten grand. Uh, but we want to thank everybody for calling in, for having a great, 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 great show. Uh, I want to thank um, our Houston Texans fan for calling in, Joe. We want to definitely thank our uh, call-in uh, uh, Icebreak Productions. Y'all make sure y'all check them out on Blog Talk Radio as well. And I want to thank Dave for calling in. And all those calls that didn't get a chance to get in, just keep listening, keep calling in. You can reach us uh, on the web at blogtalkradio.com uh, backslash uh, RF Sports. You can also follow us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio. It's a tagline for Twitter. Or reach us by email at RF Sports at Gmail, uh, RF Sports Radio at gmail.com. So we like all you to send questions in. We're still trying to pick a name for the show. Uh, we haven't actually come up with the prize just yet, so keep sending your suggestions in, and we'll definitely pick a name. And when we come back uh, next Thursday at 9 o'clock from 9 to 11, same time, same channel, um, and we'll be picking a lot of the games coming up for uh, week three of the NFL and also some college games and stuff and stuff too. Uh, Royce, you got anything you want to close out with? Go Mark Sanchez. He's a man. Okay, go <laughs> good night, Rodney. All right, good I'll night, talk to you Sunday night. Uh, you can follow the show on iTunes as well and download it there also. So keep supporting us, and uh, we thank you all for listening. All right. Go Cowboys. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.